Hi, friends. Welcome back to the With Great People podcast. I'm your host, Richard Kasparowski. With Great People is the podcast about high-performance teams. This episode is about connection, productivity, and error handling. Given individuals with high self-awareness from the last episode, we add on the behavior patterns to let them be an awesome team. This is the final excerpt from that session I led at the Craft Conference in Budapest earlier this year. You can support this podcast by subscribing to my newsletter at kasparowski.com. Thanks for listening. And what we've done so far is we've taken this, this, this sort of stance of positive bias. We've added freedom onto it with, with a couple of explicit behavior patterns, a couple of explicit team norms. We've added on some self-awareness and some explicit ways to do that. And they are behavior patterns, they're team norms, they're things that we can actually do together. And we'll, we'll take these awesome self-aware individuals and connect them now into a cohesive, interdependent whole. We've got some behavior patterns for that. And yeah, it turns out check-in that we did, the emotional check-in, that is a connection behavior pattern, right? Because now we're connected more with each other. Um, ask for help, it turns out it's also a connection behavior pattern because you have to ask somebody else on your team for help. Uh, personal alignment, we'll see in a moment how it's a connection behavior pattern. There's another one called intention check. It's, about, it's sort of about keeping a positive bias when somebody on your team does something that you're concerned about. You assume positive intent and you ask them questions about their intentions. And then there's investigate. Investigate is really like the, the best way to, to really connect on a deep level with each other. And we're gonna do a little, another activity. The activity, for, for the next activity, sort of take this stance, take a stance of curiosity and ask questions like, will you tell me more about blank? So what we're gonna to try to do is learn about those two people that you just met or that you already knew. Um, and here's the activity in that same group of three that you checked in with. Try investigating each other to learn a little bit more about one person's personal alignment. It is be curious, ask open questions, avoid closed questions, avoid yes-no questions, or questions that have like a number as an answer. Those aren't very interesting. Um, if somebody says they want something like fun, don't tell them how to do it. So don't, don't push answers onto your, your new friend. Just ask more, like when you say fun, well, what do you mean? And what would that look like if you did it? What would be an example? And what could you do tomorrow to have more fun? Uh, a really good opening question, well, questions that start with the word what in general are good questions. Avoid questions that start with the word why. They kind of make people defensive. They can make people defensive. Try these opening questions. What's your personal alignment? You know, because we're going to try to learn about somebody's personal alignment. That's a good question to ask. Uh, and this is the quiz I mentioned, so you need to remember your personal alignment. Or what do you want? What's the most important thing in the universe that you want that you could align yourself around? And, and, and dig deeper. Okay, so in, in, your, in your group of three that you checked in with, try this. One of you volunteered to be investigated, and the other two ask questions to learn more about that person and about each other. Okay, so that's the activity. Go ahead.
All right, we'll do another quick debrief on this. What was the experience of investigating somebody about their personal al alignment like for you? Interesting. It was kind of one way. It was hard. Personal. It was personal. It formed connection. It formed connection. Sincere. What? Sincere. Like true. True there was, It was sincere. Yeah. There was sincerity. It felt true. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, including it felt weird or uncomfortable. It, it felt sincere and true. It felt like we were connecting. Uh, and this is usually how people react to this, especially the first time they do it. And as you practice it more, you know, just investigating about anything, people find that it, it connects them more. Um, whenever I do this with people or when I'm in a room like this, uh, or even a small room, and I'm investigating with people or I'm watching people investigate each other, there's, uh, there's a sensation that happens in my body. I don't know if anybody experienced a physical sensation, for me, it happens right around here, right around the diaphragm. It's a really nice sensation. It's a good feeling. Uh, it's actually the same feeling that I call love, right? Um, so this is sort of like a recipe for love. And, you know, maybe by observation, high-performing teams are in a state called love. That might not be a word that you use at your company very frequently. That's okay. You can tone it down. You can call it friendship. So on high-performing teams, it seems like people at least act like they're friends. They might not really be friends, but at least they, they have the behavior patterns that an outside observer would call friendship. And if friendship is also not really something you talk about at work, don't worry. We can turn this into source code. Right, so if you just want to run the source code, you can do this. And it could be that your brains are the computers and you're running this operating system in your brains. And then it's totally okay, right? Because it's just, it's just code that we're running. Okay, so building onto this, we've got these, this nice cohesive team now, people who act like they care about each other. They're at least aware of each other. They're, they're well connected. And we can add on to that practically anything. You could add Scrum or something onto that. You know, Scrum actually doesn't really work if you don't have an awesome team of connected people. Having built this awesome, awesome connection, you could add on Scrum to it. You could add on anything to it. There's some more behavior patterns that we like to talk about. Decider and resolution are two things to make efficient decisions, make, to make decisions efficiently that everybody agrees on. It's a totally consensus decision-making protocol. And resolution is a way to quickly resolve disputes, We've got a thing called perfection game that makes it really easy to collect the best ideas of the team together quickly and efficiently. So we've got productivity built into these, and you can do anything else you want to add on productivity. And then we've got one more protocol for error handling, right? You always need error check in your protocol stack. So one more protocol, it's called protocol check. As a team norm, what it does is it makes it possible, makes it normal for us to get things back on track when we violate our agreements with each other. You know, it could be really easy, like we're always five minutes late for the daily stand-up. Maybe we could start it on time. Uh, it could be like uh, you're using emotion words that are not in my vocabulary. Could we go back to those four fundamental ones? And it's, it's, really, it's really just getting back to our agreements with each other. So those are the six layers of the stack, some particular behavior patterns that we can actually use with each other.
uh, some key takeaways, this pretty diagram. You know, people have been studying this stuff for a long time. They know the attributes of high-performing teams. In most of the academic research, they talk about if you notice this, you will also get that, but they don't talk about how to induce it. We've got core protocols as one way to probably induce team emotional intelligence and get high performance. And we've got an idea of continuous teaming, like do this all the time. Don't just do this when you form the team. Don't just do this once a year at some fun team building event. Do team building all the time. And if you use norms like this, behavior patterns like this, then you can build your awesome team, maintain your awesome team all the time. Um, to learn more, check out the McCarthy's book, Software for Your Head. They're software developers. They really do talk about this like it's an operating system you can download into your brain and the brains of everybody on your team and just execute it together. Uh, you can check out my book. It's a more concise version of their book. Oh, you could visit the website, thecoreprotocols.org, or this really short URL, tcp, thecoreprotocols.gg. Um, if you'd like to get involved in the research we're doing, if, you, if your team would want to take part in this research, this hypothesis that if you do core protocols together, you will get high team EI, you will get high performance, let me know. Uh, if you want to actually learn this with your team, we can do this together. Just let me know. Uh, the next class that we have scheduled is going to be just before the Agile conference in Florida in the United States in August. So if you want to come to that, let me know. Uh, finally, one of, the, one of the behavior patterns of successful teams is we do this thing called perfection game. Uh, will you play perfection game on this session for me? You could snap that QR code, or you could go to that short URL, and it's a really short survey form to fill in. It'll take you two minutes. I'd really love your help. And that's it. That's the end of our talk. Thank you all for being here. Thank you, guys. Warm hand of applause. And uh, we do not have time for questions, but let's do one. But before I do so, can I take a selfie with you? Nobody will believe me that I let the 800 people attend. Yeah. Everybody smile. So, okay, one question to you. Richard, have you also been applying this protocol to distributed teams? And how was that different from teams in a single location? Uh, yeah, so we do do this with distributed teams. Um, one thing that we do is anytime we start a new meeting, we check in with each other. And this is something you can do whether you're face-to-face -face in the same room or whether you're in different places. I like doing distributed team meetings with video because body language, facial expressions are good. They add information to whatever you're doing. And we always start our meetings doing a check-in. So we always understand each other's and ourselves, our, our current emotional states. And when we do that, it just makes the rest of the work easy. Amazing. Thank you, Richard. Please give warm hand to our last speaker. Hi, friends. Thanks again for listening. And remember, to support this podcast, subscribe to my newsletter at kasparowski.com. See you next time.